We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime All bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show. All bases covered, my brothers. Yeah, you know you love it. We get it. Yeah, we going. Well, welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. It is just me, Mike, alone right now. Um, Sam has not joined us. We don't have our producer Joe, and we don't have our other co-host of the show, Josh, joining us right now. So hopefully. They're just a few minutes late. Otherwise, we will probably not have a show tonight. Um, tragic news out of Virginia. Uh, unfortunately, just a senseless killing. Uh, ex-player uh, has been taken into custody. It's it's terrible uh, what happened there uh, with three players losing their lives. Uh, so... Um, that's really sad to see. Um, not really sure exactly what happened. There hasn't been a whole lot of uh whole lot of news coming out of that just yet. Uh so um yeah, it's a sad day there in Virginia. Um let me give this another couple minutes here, text some of the hosts of the show. Here we go. Well, we got Josh here. No Sam, no Joe. So at least Josh has dialed in to save me from having to talk all by myself for the next hour. So well, I, I heard you like to talk by yourself for hours upon hours. That's what I your wife really told me don't. that you do in the bathroom. You I go in the bathroom sometimes. and pray to the gods. That's just me. That's just me practicing for the for the show. That's it. I'm just practicing. <laughs> just get my vo- vocal sounds ready. Okay, so what you're saying is you're spanking your monkey in the shower for an hour. You could not be trying quite. to be like not one, of, quite. one of one of one of the other people in the group when uh, somebody has a story in Vegas. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> where, where is our producer? I don't know where our producer is. Sam hasn't responded to any of my texts at all today. So I am uh, not sure what's going on with well, Sam lately. He missed well, our last show, too. I mean, maybe you pissed him off enough that because you stole all of his weed, he decided to finally quit. <laughs> that was all fake. <laughs> I know it was all fake. <laughs> uh, but, but our producer, I think oh. he's kind of upset with you because you, you took away his privileges for the soundboard, you changed the password on them. I didn't take away his privileges. I my the account was hacked. I had to update the password. I thought he was he would just text me and tell me and ask me what the new password is. Oh no, our, he's like, account, did Louis kick me off? Be the producer? No, no. 
See, you know, all these things that could be considered when if you just reach out instead of fucking jumping to conclusions. Our blog talk radio account was hacked. I actually had to get new credit card. The the card that was attached to that uh, had to be replaced uh, because it apparently was used to buy Korean airline tickets. <laughs> nice. So I changed so it was the North Koreans, baby. It was the fucking North Koreans. Yes. So if Joe would have just texted me what and asked me what the new password is, I would have told him what happened. Well, he thinks you were mad at him and kicked him off. So just just throwing that out there, he might be mad. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Is I mean, that's, that's what happens when you when you do stuff and and you don't communicate with anybody. I mean, we got, hell, we got a podcast for communications to tell everybody about sports and shit, and our fearless leader came to communicate that he changed the password. Well, I, you know what I thought would happen? I thought Joe would be like, hey, the password's different. Let me text Louie and be like, hey, did you change the password? And be like, oh, yeah, I did change the password because our account was hacked. Well, he, I guess he didn't know until the last show. That's And then we we met the Friday show. Yeah. So. Anyways. Whatever. A bunch of butt hurt folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the, one, you're the one texting right now, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I did. I'm sorry. I changed the password. That's not you what I said. Bitch. I, that's that's you're not what bitch. I said. I just said, by the way, Joe, yeah. I can't look back. Just in case you were wondering, <laughs> in case in case there was an issue here, you oh, you were scared that the bear was coming after you. Not particularly, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, all right. So in our just for our listeners, me and Joe or me and Josh, sorry, me and Josh are in a fantasy football league together. Uh, that is currently being ran away by by me and him and one other person. But Tommy, Tommy might be in some danger tonight. <laughs> as, I don't know. Dickens has got Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard left. And if, if Hurts has a big game, if he has a big game tonight, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a chance that, that Diggins pulls the upset on Tommy. Oh, that would be nice. That well, shit, Philly's nice. defense has, uh, looks like a sack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pretty All much, right. I'm up 152 to 92 right now, so I should win. Yeah, so that's over. You're over. Um, Let me ask you guys, now let me ask you, Josh. Dave, or not, sorry, not Dave Chappelle, I'm, thinking, I'm fast forwarding here. Justin Fields, man, he has been blowing it up the last couple of weeks. kind of unlocked what they need to do with Justin Fields. The last three weeks, he's put up 30, 50, 50 points. He's got another case matchup or another plus matchup against the poorest Atlanta defense. Did Justin Fields be the QB1 the rest of the season? For the year, by the way, Justin Fields is number four on the season. On the season, he's QB number four. 
uh, only behind Burrow, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. That's kind of surprising. That is really surprising. Especially yeah. compared to, I mean, his receivers are fucking trash. Well, if he's been getting trash. it done on the ground, he has, he has 749 yards rushing on the ground, and a lot of that coming in the last couple weeks. He has been on a tear as of late. Um, now, granted, Lamar yeah, Jackson they, what they say, uh, he has he has the most rush yard. He's he surpassed Lamar Jackson's rush total for like four weeks. The, these particular four weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, most rushing I mean, yards. The Bears for defense. TB. He's got he's got the record for the most rushing yards in a game by a QB. Yeah. I think what what was that like one sixty three or something? Uh yeah, or no one forty seven. I thought. Okay. okay. Well, no, because he had um, one hundred and sixty yards. Um, the other day, um, like, that was either against Miami or Detroit, but he he broke off like a hundred some odd hundred plus yards rushing. But he's looked good. The Bears don't look great. The Bears defense blew one against Detroit. They blew the game against Miami. Um, the the defense probably needs to be worked a little bit, but if you're a Bears fan, you got to be feeling pretty good about the way this coaching staff has kind of unlocked Justin Fields. You, you, you know, you have a good draft. You add some defensive pieces, maybe add one more weapon for Justin Fields, and all of a sudden you got a team that with with Aaron Rodgers, I think, and the Packers on the way down in that division. And Detroit always being in a constant rebuild. I don't know. The Bears might be able to push for the playoffs next. Uh, I mean, they they have a legit shot. Uh, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is done after this year in Green Bay. You think he's think... retiring? No, think he's I No, I thought his contract allows him to walk away next year. No, I think that he that resigned year. like a. He re-signed like yeah, three that, or four years. It it did, but if he wanted to, it allowed him to become a free agent after this year. If he if he uh, decided to opt out, I think there was an opt out clause in his contract. Not until uh, after twenty twenty. The twenty twenty three season. Yeah, twenty twenty. So next season, he's set to earn sixty million dollars. Yeah, if I was the fucking Packers, I'd cut that motherfucker like crazy. I just, I don't know. Sorry, we're going to go ahead and cut you, and we don't know your damn thing. Well, you know, the Packers are one of those lucky franchises that went straight from a legend to another legend. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't really happen. Look at the Bills, who, after Kelly retired, couldn't find a quarterback. Look at the Dolphins, who, for the longest time, uh, couldn't find a replacement for San Marino, so I, I don't know, man. I and I, I don't think the I don't think the Packers have the quarterback of the future on that roster. It's definitely not Jordan Love. So you know, no, I mean, I think you're right. It's, it's hard to find so, a quarterback, man. It's really hard. Yeah, it's, it's really difficult. He's only got another year. Uh, I think Kirk he's Cousins, only got a year left. Kirk Cousins isn't elite. The thing is, if no, you play, but, 
but Minnesota's still a good team with him as quarterback. So you got to think, the, hey, you know what? If, I'll give if you. Kirk Cousins is done in a couple years, they're going to have to start over or trade for a decent quarterback. And then you right. know Detroit's going to go after a quarterback. So you're, so you're right with Fields. I mean, I think if they can put another weapon around him, get that defense a little bit better, I, I think they're, they have a shot, a legit shot at the playoffs. Yeah. So let, let me tell you, let me tell you something crazy. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season, going into this year, Daniel Jones and Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith would all have more fantasy points than Justin Herbert. Nobody would have believed me. And that is the case. I said, fuck, no, nobody, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, nobody would have believed me. Marcus Mariota has more points than Justin Herbert. Daniel Jones does too, but not by much. He's outscored Justin Herbert by two points this season. And Geno Smith, meanwhile, is the one, two, three, four, five, six, QB number seven with 223 points. Geno Smith has more points than Tom Brady. He has more points than Kyler Murray. He has more points than Aaron Rodgers, and he has more points than Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert. That yeah. is unbelievable to me. That, that is just crazy to me that Marcus Mariota is outscoring Justin Herbert. And, he, and Marcus Mariota, for that matter, also is outscoring Tyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr as well. So – I. Dude, it's it's one of those wacky fantasy years, man. Like, I just – nobody would have ever saw that coming, not after Justin Herbert finished in the top five in QB for fantasy the last two years. And the same thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's been a top seven, top eight guy. Brady has been in the top, uh, top three or four. And Brady's fallen off. Everybody said Allen Mahomes to be there, and, and a lot of people expected Burrow to be there. So Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen being in the top three is not super surprising. But, but man, I, I can't believe the tough season that some of these quarterbacks have had in fantasy. Like, and, and I just think it's just uh, well. I mean, our, our, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is uh, having some injury issues with his wide receivers, though. I think that takes a lot of it, and I mean, I still think they're they're a run first type team instead of the passing. Keenan Allen being out for this long, I think that has a, a big effect on his numbers as well. I don't, I don't, I disagree that they're a run first type team. If you look at the amount of passing yards that Justin Herbert's had uh, the other seasons, last year he threw for five thousand yards. And then as a rookie in nine games, or I'm sorry, as a, as a rookie, sorry, in 2020, he's due for 4,336 yards. I, you know, that's that's pretty incredible that as a rookie, he threw for 31 touchdowns, passes 10 interceptions last year, 38 and 15, and he threw 5,014, threw for 5,000 yards. So I, I don't think that they're a run-first team. I mean, this year he's already got 386 attempts. But here's the big difference, and this might come down to what uh, you were talking about with his receivers. 
Rookie year, 7.3 yards per attempt. Last year, 7.5. This year, down to 6.3. The Chargers might have to go out and draft another stud receiver because Keenan Allen is what? Keenan Allen's got to be getting old, isn't he? Isn't he like 31 or so? Yeah, he's getting up in age. So, I mean, he's he's starting to get that uh, A.J. Green type feel, you know? Maybe he's got one good season left and and – then he's going to be relatively unknown and doesn't do shit. I mean, receivers in general, okay? Receivers in general tend to have – they tend to start to fall off a cliff at 30 years old, and that's exactly how old Keenan Allen is, 30. Not all receivers, not all of them fall off the cliff at that age at 30, but a lot of them. If you look at Julio Jones, Julio Jones um, started to go downhill. Um, let's see what how old he was. Because wasn't AJ Green like twenty nine or thirty when he started to get hurt a lot? Uh yeah. All right. So Julio Jones, when he had his last good season in Atlanta, he was twenty. When he was thirty years old in twenty nineteen, the next year at thirty one, he had. 51 catches, 771, and now he's 33, and he's in, you know, 30. last year in Tennessee was a disaster. He had 31 catches, 434. This year he's got 11 catches for 178 yards. So that 30, age 30 season, he fell off the cliff the next year. Keenan Allen is 30 this year. He's having problems. A.J. Green, uh, let's see, A.J. Green, A.J. Green's last good season in Cincinnati where he had 75 catches for 1,078 yards, he was 29. He was 29 years old. And then the next year, he only played in nine games. He had 46 catches for 694 yards. He didn't. He missed all of 2019. And then in 2020, his last season in Cincinnati, he had 14. He had, a, he had 47 catches for 523 yards. Do you know what's crazy, Josh, in that too? In that season in Cincinnati in 2020, how many targets do you think he had for 47 catches? Probably 82. 100 and, 104 Damn. targets and only came down with 47 catches. Yeah, but how many passes were, like, to his feet, overthrown, and they still count that as a target? True. So, I mean – yeah, because we don't know because Burrow, really Burrow was a rookie and then he got hurt about, you know, uh, uh, close to halfway through the season. So, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. You got Brandon Allen throwing the ball. Yeah. It just strikes me as his uh, the efficiency has not really was not really there for for AJ Green, but yeah, that's another one right there. He was he was 29 in his last good season, which was 2017. And then since then, he hasn't been able to recreate any of that. So that leads me to a couple receivers, Josh, that we can talk about for next season about will they fall off a cliff. This year is DeAndre Hopkins' age 30 season. Last year, he only played in 10 games. He had the worst season of his career, 42 catches, 572 yards, but he did have eight touchdowns. Um, and that was only in 10 games, so he missed seven games. So you got to think that probably would have been, had he played a full season, 
probably would have been like a 75-catch season, probably close to 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. This year, he's only played in four games so far. He missed six. He's only going to play in roughly 10, 11 games. We'll see. But DeAndre Hopkins, is he a guy that's going to flop next year? And then uh, another I mean, guy. I guess we'll find out when Marquise Brown comes back from his injury. So, true, which is, I, I mean, that, that would take away a lot of his targets. Yep. Another interesting one for you, Josh. Your boy, someone you love, Cooper Cup, is going into his age 29 season this year. Next year he will be 30. Already the injury bug starting to hit him. He's going to be out with an ankle injury. Nobody knows how long. He had a he had a monster 2021 season. This year he was having a very good season, but definitely regressed on the touchdowns as he only has six so far on the season. He does have 75 catches for 812 yards. Once again, though, Josh, I'm going to state this. I feel a little vindicated because I said that Cooper Cup, while he would still have a great year, would not produce the same numbers that he did last year in that he would fall back closer to what his average has been for touchdowns as well as as yardage and yards per well, catch. I, I don't think that's on year. him, though. I think that's more on Matt Stafford. I, 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 think, I think we are right in the offseason that something is really wrong with that cat, with his arm. Yeah. And it's showing because he doesn't have the same strength. It, it, it just – he doesn't seem himself. That team is – I mean, they can't score broken. at all. It's broken. Like, what's no, going they, on they really with can't. the ring? can't run the ball either. They cannot run the football. No. Nope. I mean, uh, I don't think was a big factor in that team. And Allen, Allen yeah. Robinson, he's nowhere close to being as good as uh, Odell. No. So, which, which is a little I, I surprising. Think that helped that offense, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with Matt Stafford being injured and him not yeah. – He's a competitor. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to miss any games. So, I guess we'll find out and see. Yeah. Oh but man. Eight hundred yards in some games ain't too bad. What's that? I said eight hundred yards in some games still isn't that bad. No, it's not bad. I, like I said, I, I, he was gonna have a good season. I just thought that where he was getting drafted at in the first round was not really going to produce the same numbers. I think a lot of people were like, okay, even if he doesn't have 100-some-odd catches and, and 1,900 yards, he's still going to have, like, historically good good numbers. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like this year, and at the beginning of the season this year, I, I, I called that he would have, like, 95 catches, which – if he had, if he stayed healthy, he was going to obliterate 95 catches. But I said he'd have about yeah. 95 catches, about close to 1,100 yards, and I thought he would score like nine touchdowns, eight or nine touchdowns. Well, he, that that might have came through the touchdown totals, and I feel like he probably would have been about at 1,100 yards or so. He, he probably would have had more than likely like 110 catches for 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns, which is still good. 
But a lot of people drafted him thinking he was going to put up again 130 catches, 1,700 yards, and 14 touchdowns or so. And I just didn't feel like that was going to be the case. Uh, so now, I, news, I thought he guys. was going to hit double digits. Okay. I thought he was going to hit double-digit okay. touchdowns, and I thought at least 1,400 yards and over 100 receptions. Okay. I was a little okay. bit more realistic. I wasn't, I wasn't saying he was going to hit 1,700, but realistically, I thought 1,400 yards. Ten touchdowns and about a hundred and something catches. Okay. All right. So some breaking news. They they um, they are not disclosing how much time, but it appears that Cooper Cup suffered a severe high ankle sprain and is expected to be sidelined for some time, at least four to five weeks. The Rams might put him on IR with their season quickly going in the tank. What do you think? So the Rams are, what, let's see what their record is right now currently. The Rams are sitting at, the Rams are currently sitting at dead last place. They're three and six. Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford is hurt. But the Rams don't have a first round pick. So you can't even really tank to try to get, like, a top five or six pick to get, like, an instant impact player. But if, let's say, the, the prognosis comes out and Cooper Cup misses the next five weeks, do you even, if you're the Rams, do you even bother bringing him back this year? Probably not. I mean, what, you're that 18 was weeks, right? Week 10, what, seven more weeks in the season, you're out four to five, only two more, two extra weeks. I yeah. doubt it. No. I mean, I would almost bench Matt Stanford at that time. Yeah, and just let John Wofford, you know. But the problem is the Rams traded away all their fucking picks. If you yep, look I mean, at uh, – I mean, that's, that's kind of their philosophy is, no, I can just uh, keep my roster bloated with all these stars keep trading away my yeah. draft picks because you never know how they turn out. This person, I know how it's going to turn out. If we win one championship, great. We win two, even better. We right. don't need them draft picks. So That's kind of in the philosophy. Say the Rams tank. The Lions own the 2023 first-round pick for the Rams. The Lions could have two picks in the top five. The Lions could be instant I mean, contenders. If I was year. the Lions, I mean, I would be loving it because, A, I can probably get my quarterback of the future in a top five. Yeah. Second, and another offensive lineman. Or I okay. can trade that, that top five pick, get another first-round pick later in, and then get a second, third, or a first round next year. Because you know some team is yeah. going to want that. If I'm the Lions, though, their defense has to be fixed, and they got to get a quarterback that's better than Jared Goff because they already have weapons out the ass. They might need to draft another. They might need to get another tight end in the first three or four rounds next season because they traded away Hawkinson. But when you you tell me you got at receiver DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, and Amonra St. Brown, plus Josh Reynolds, who's not a bad guy to have at like as your third or fourth best wide receiver. And then you got Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift as your running backs. I mean, 
your offense is pretty good. Go out if you get another offensive lineman, get a quarterback of the future, and load up on that defense, which the the defense has been the Achilles' heel for the Lions this season. That might yeah, be I mean, pretty good. Looking good. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can get, I mean, I'm I'm still back and forth. I, I'm not a big C.J. Stroud fan, but if the yeah. Lions are there. He'd be the worst. He'd be the one I, you'd probably take. Uh, Bryce Young, man, as soon as he hurt his shoulder, he doesn't seem the same. Yeah, he he's got that ability to escape the pocket like a Justin Fields, but yeah. he's a small quarterback. He's not a large quarterback, so he kind of worries me a little bit. But he can still throw the rock up for that James. I yeah. mean, maybe that's where you go. You pick him up, and he already has that that connection with Jameson Williams. Hey, a la yeah, true. Joe Burrow, Chase, right? Burrow, look, Chase, look at you. Young, James. If, if you're the Lions, if you're the Lions, Kirk Cousins is done after this season, right? His contract is over. Does he have one more year? Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll get him another year. I mean, they're okay. eight and they're looking, they're looking pretty damn good. They're. I mean. They might be the favorites on that side to go to the Super Bowl. Who? The Vikings. Oh, the Vikings. They might. They might be. We'll we'll see. Their defense still is not a top ten unit. Their offense is also a not top ten unit. The last time a team went to the Super Bowl that did not have a top ten offense or a top ten defense, I believe, was the. Uh, I'd have to look that well, up. This, I don't have that this offense is also pre-TJ Hawkinson. We've only had That's one true. game Hawkinson in it. You're right. So You're right. Just wait. I, I think the offense is going to start opening up. I mean, now you have to – you've got a, a tight end that you're going to have to cover. He's he's good, yeah. just like a Travis Kelsey. you got Justin Jefferson yeah. you got to work. Adam Thielen's probably one of the yeah. best slot receivers in the game. So, yeah. I mean, they've got weapons, and they got one of the best running backs in Dalvin Cook, and he can catch out let, the back. Let me. You're the Lions, and you don't like the top quarterbacks at the top of this draft. You don't like Stroud. You're not sold on Bryce Young. You're not sold on Will Levis out of Kentucky. Do you call San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo? No. 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 Or do you no. stick with Jared Goff for? You gotta look at who the next quarterback round is. Who's who's coming up after this year's draft? I mean, who's gonna be that, that QB? Uh, I mean, well, that's what you gotta see. look at. Uh, really Kyle you got Caleb Williams. You got Caleb Williams who could come from Southern USC who could be eligible that yep. year. You got you got a guy like possibly like Quinn Ewers who would be available. You would have um, the kid but out of North know, Carolina. He doesn't look very good. Yeah, well, he looks good and very good. He looks really good against Alabama. Yeah, he looked very good against Alabama. He looked like garbage. TCU. Yeah, he looked like garbage. He couldn't hit, but couldn't hit an open wide receiver. Fucking just fell in his lap. 
Josh, Josh, you got to remember that this is his first year starting. He's basically a freshman. He didn't play at all last year. He's bas- he's a redshirt freshman playing. So, oh, no, I get you that. Know, you got to give these guys. I give you got to give these guys a little bit of time to develop. You know, they don't all they don't all look like NFL ready their first season. You know what I mean? Like EJ I mean, Stroud is what EJ Stroud last year was his first year starting, and look what he did. What? The- C.J. Stroud, that was his first time starting last year. But what, what, Look at him. But what class – was he a freshman or a sophomore? How long had he been with the program? Uh, I think he was in the program for two years. He played one year behind okay. Justin Fields, and then last year was his first year starting. Okay. You look at Bryce Young. Bryce Young, That's same way. He was, right. Wasn't he a true so, freshman when hey, he took over? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. C.J. Stroud is currently a junior. He's a junior. He's a junior. He was a sophomore last year. Uh, his first year was a sophomore. And then, yes, he redshirted one year. Then he, he played behind Justin Fields another year. So, same thing with the viewers. program. What's that? Same thing with viewers. Quinn viewers. Yeah, no, Quinn Ewers was at year. Ohio State. But he was at he Ohio State, Josh. This is first Program. year starting. Yeah, but Ewers was at Ohio State, and then he transferred to Texas. So this is his first year at Texas, first year in the program. Yeah, but like I said, he looked fantastic against uh, Alabama for two quarters. And, like, I don't know. He just – he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn against TCU. He looked that bad. He's got to make a, a completely – he's got to make a lot of strides for him to be in the top five QBs for next year is what I'm saying, is my point. Okay. Um, well, he might, you know, he Caleb might not Williams, even yeah, come out. I can see Caleb Williams. Um, I don't the, know the about – The kid out of North Carolina is pretty good. Uh, the kid out of North Carolina is good. What's that? I thought he was a true freshman, though. I don't know what what year he is, Drake May, but he is he is he has looked pretty no, good. He, he actually got he has the same stats as CJ Stroud currently, like basically yeah. stat for stat. Is, yeah, and I think he's a true freshman. Okay, so I'm not sure. I'd look it up, but yeah, it's I don't know the Lions. The Lions could go a number of different ways, but the things might be looking pretty good uh, for them. So, Josh, I you know we we actually man spent a lot of time talking NFL football and stuff. But I wanted to, to 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 go off subject a little bit and ask your and I really wanted Joe here for this. This topic was geared towards him. I don't know if Joe's ever going to come back on the show. Maybe I have to call him and let him know that. You got to uh, for I, I don't know if. I'm going to take him. But... And tell him you love him. No, I'm good. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. Anyways, um, you know, uh, but I have to ask you. There was a very big prediction of a of a red wave taking over not only the House of Representatives but the Senate as well, as people kind of pushed back to some of the shit that was going on. And that red wave did not happen at all. Um, the the it looks like the Republicans are going to take the House, 
but the Democrats took majority in the Senate. I, and this is my well, question have, for you, They Josh, haven't taken the majority yet. What's that? They haven't taken the majority yet. Yes, they have. It's so, been announced. They have to control the Senate. They will have control, but it's not because of majority. It's going to be because of the tiebreaker. So well, I if, thought they got if Georgia's coming to a runoff, right? If Georgia, if the Republicans gain Georgia, then we're at fifty-fifty again. But the Democrats okay. will win because of the tiebreaker that uh, Kamala Harris has. Okay, that's the only reason why they have it. But they wouldn't have full control of the Senate. They do to a point, but well, they won't the, have Georgia. Okay. Anyway, let me get back to what I was going to ask you. The question that I had is, would the Republicans have won this race by a landslide had the Supreme Court postponed their decision to overturn Roe versus Wade? If they had waited until after the midterms and then said, we're going to overturn it after the midterms. I mean, I just have kind of, kind of like a loaded question because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Democrats had a very good message besides uh, abortion. I mean, that was really like yeah. their only big talking point because everything else just went bad for them. But yeah, it, it seems honestly what I think needs to happen for Republicans is for Trump to stop. He just needs to quit, get out of it. And I think the Republicans, if the Republicans get away from kind of him, I think they have a better shot of of taking control. Now, my personal opinion is it seems awfully shady when you have to have a delay on the count. Every time there's been a delay the last couple election cycles, the Democrats have came out on top. Why is that? There's, I don't know, Mr. I, I, Mr. I don't understand how. I, think I, Mr. I don't understand how one state can count seven hundred and seven point five million votes, and another state has less people there, can't count them. Like what? What is taking so long to get these final vote totals in? We used to know the same uh-huh. day from a president. For our governors, now it's taken three, four, five, six, seven, eight days to figure out who wins. And they wonder why people are questioning elections anymore. Well, that's why. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a lot of other votes to count. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, I mean, I just I don't I, understand. I don't get it. But. Uh, yeah, I mean the red wave. I don't. It might have had an effect on it, but I, I think a lot of the polls were just completely wrong, and they've been wrong yeah. in a few election cycles. They've they've been wrong since 2016. I mean these pollsters don't really know what they're talking about anymore. I mean, um, now now do you think this would have affected the vote if the federal court stopped Biden's student loan? Before the election, that would have swayed a lot of young voters. Like, hey, wait a minute. You told me you're going to waive all my student loans, and now it's we come, come to find out it's unconstitutional. 
You think that would have swayed more um, votes to the Republican side? Uh, they might have, but tough to tell. I really thought that it was a mistake that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade because I thought that the, the Republicans were going to have a lot of people voted in because a lot of people were unhappy with the way things were going. And I felt like that one single motion of overturn, overturning Roe v. Wade and announcing it when they did drove a lot of people who may not have voted or may have been indifferent to go out and vote Democrat. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, you kind of said that a few months ago when it happened. That I know, I do remember that conversation you had. I think you specifically said, "Hey, I I think since this is going to get overturned, I think it's going to hurt a lot of Republican chances." And yeah. I think you're right to to some degree, absolutely. Um, I mean, another and people do not like Trump, and they won't they'll. They'll vote the opposite party just for that fact. Uh, so here's the thing. Oh. oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I think the Republicans, if they were smart, they get behind the one candidate that completely changed the state of Florida. DeSantis. I, I mean, that's the first time a Republican has won Miami-Dade by that many votes ever in the election. So you can, can I ask you can a question? Uh huh. Why is Trump turning on DeSantis? Why is Trump now all of a sudden like calling him Ron DeSanctimonious and and bad mouthing him? I don't really understand it. Because because he's a competition now. Trump sees Trump sees DeSantis as a threat. People okay. People loved loved what Trump said four six years ago, right? America first. Yeah. This, this, that. But it got so watered down with all the tweets, just all the, the rhetoric, stuff like that. Then you get this guy in, in Florida. That actually, you've seen what he did and what he said, and it was more political. He wasn't, he wasn't attacking people. He was telling people the way it is and how it should be done, politically correct, to where Trump was not yeah. politically correct. And I, I think... DeSantis has a huge following of America now, and Trump is like, shit, people are going to start following this guy, so I better start attacking him, saying I'm I'm the party leader, I'm the party leader. It's kind of like Kamala Harris calling Joe Biden a racist to his face in a public debate, yeah, and then Joe Biden picking him as his VP. I could see that happen. (laughs) If Trump wins the nomination, honestly, his bet is to put Ron DeSantis in as VP. Bro. So I gotta love I don't politics. Know, man. Gotta I, hate politics at the same time. I, I do I, I do hate politics a lot, but I also feel like the Republican Party is a little bit splintered now and what you have here is you have a subsection of people claiming to be Republican that are actually far right extremists that have grown up that are basically Trump zealots that came up spouting the same shit, your Marjorie Taylor Greens and your fucking Matt Getzes and your, um, you know, Madison Cawthorns and other other people of that nature, 
that I just don't think people really care for. But people do like Ronda. I think Ronda Santos can get that party back together and kind of kick out or fucking say we denounce some of these people who were involved or basically plotted the, the January 6th riots. And DeSantis can get get control over the party again. Uh, because that's, well, it's definitely here's, here's the thing. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting when if the Republicans do take the House, and they do force yeah. a commit, they do they do have a committee and they actually investigate January sixth and have a split and have somebody else actually look into it besides a one side party, right? Yeah. Now, if that yeah. if that says Nancy Pelosi fucked up and she didn't call the guard like Trump asked her to, that goes back on the Democratic yeah. Party. Because that means they purposely allowed this to happen when somebody said, hey, you better get the troops in so none of this happens. Or what about the open doors, uh, that video of these police officers, these federal capital officers, letting these rioters walk right into the Capitol? When, what happens then? Is, is it really a threat to democracy if – we watch our own Capitol Police let these people walk straight into this Capitol. Like, oh, come on in. Come on. This way. This way. So it'll be interesting if, if that happens, uh, along with Hunter Biden's laptop. If Hunter Biden's laptop gets searched and they find out that Joe Biden was using his office to gain things, that's an impeachable offense at that point. That's jail time. So then you're going to have to impeach Biden. You're going to get Kamala Harris in office. And then you're going to have Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg battle out for the Democratic nominee for president. Who would you want to vote for? You're going to vote Republican or you're going to vote for Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg? I don't know enough about Pete Buttigieg. I definitely don't like Harris. I don't know enough about Pete Buttigieg to make a comment there. Um, so I, I don't know. Then there's this other party that's being started that's not Democrat, not Republican. That's being started by former Democrats and former Republicans led up by Andrew Yang. Uh, that seems to be the centrist party um, that I'm kind of The only problem with that is it, they'll never get enough votes. People, people won't vote for who they should vote for. Yeah. They're just vote either blue or red. That's how they vote. And like, like I said, I, I've always said I'm kind of in the middle of politics. But yeah. recently it's been I've been pushed more towards the red just for the fact I'm sitting there watching TV and, and I see on CNN uh, a fire behind and the guy said, oh, these are mostly peaceful protests. The fucking building's on fire. There's fucking people throwing stuff. There's these kids and, and people spitting and, and throwing stuff on the, the police officers. That's not that's not peaceful. You're lying to me. Like if you continue if you can lie about something so easily seen on T V, what else are you lying to me about? The whole Russia hoax. That was all lied to us. The Hunter Biden laptop, that's been a lie to us. So the Democrat Party seems like they just continue to lie to the American people. And until they can make that change, I mean, I, I don't see myself becoming blue again. And I would have been the first one to vote for Hillary Clinton against Trump until I found out about Benghazi. 
I said it. <laughs> I would have voted oh. Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. When you hear this music, it is time for our random question. We have to drop everything that we are talking about, and and we have to draw the random question. News is broken that Pete Davidson is now dating, possibly dating, Emily Rodzikowski, which brings the question, whose dating resume would you rather have, Derek Jeter or Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson. So that's Ariana Grande. That is Tim Kardashian, Emily Rodzikowski, and Kate Beckinsale. From what yeah, I Kate, remember from hearing. Yeah, Kate right, Beckinsale. So let's, see. let's see. Let's let's look at Derek Jeter though. Before you make that. Before you make. Before you make that list, because let me just tell you, here are some of the girls that Derek Jeter dated. Jessica Alba. Gabrielle Union. Adriana Lima. Jessica Biel. Minka Kelly. Jordana Brewster. Huh. That one is a tough one. Oh, oh, and let me let me add in there Tyra Banks too. Huh. <laughs> huh. 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 I don't know now. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, so, Jessica Biel and Kate Upton or uh, Kate Beckinsale. That's that's the two that are like my top my top two picks on that. See, for yeah. me, for me, Jessica Biel's up there, but for me, the top two out of here is Minky Kelly and Emily Rodzikowski. Emily Rodzikowski uh, and Minky Kelly. Uh, I'm going to have to go Pete Davidson's. Okay. I I'm gonna, I'll I'm take... Gonna my guns. You I'm take Jeter's? Go Derek Jeter. Just for the simple fact that Derek Jeter had Beal, Alba, Minky Kelly... And Jordana Brewster and Tyra Banks and Mariah Carey. If I didn't say that already, that's just that's too much, man. That's too much. I got to go. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing with Pete Davidson. He's still young too, so I mean, he can keep that in his resume. That is true. That is true. But the question is to date now, (laughs) not not in the future. We don't know what the future holds. But I'll take Pete Davidson. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, we got about seven minutes so what, left. Uh, right, so, let's talk so about your team. What you're telling, what's that? Let's talk about your team, what buddy. You Who's on my the team? The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, oh, okay, all right. So I, I heard a rumor. a lot of. There's a I lot heard of smoke. A rumor. There's a lot of smoke. What's it? Go ahead. Go with your rumor. I'll tell you what I know so far. Go, go, but go with what you what you've heard. 
the rumor I heard is they're trying to go after Matt Rule. Is that I, is that yes. legit thing? That there is truth to that. There is a lot of smoke around Matt Rule, but there's also a lot of smoke around another name. Zach Smith I has a podcast. Sanders is already signed, is basically signed, sealed, ready to go. He just won't announce it till closer to the end of the season. There's a lot really? of smoke about Matt Rule, too. There's a lot of smoke. The, the two names that I'm hearing a ton of smoke for from different outlets are Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. Now, Nebraska, there's not a peep has been uttered about this coaching search from Trev Alberts. Nothing is leaked, which I find kind of amazing at this point that nothing has been leaked. But the two names I am hearing the most smoke about are Deion Sanders and Matt Rule, and both of them, I think, would be good hires. I think Deion Sanders would get us back quicker, and the reason I say that is I don't know if Deion Sanders is a great X's and O's guy. I don't know if Deion Sanders is a guy that that knows, you know, to go toe-to-toe with, Ryan Day or, you know, the best coaches in the league. I don't know. I I don't know. What I do think Deion Sanders is good at is being the CEO of a team and basically letting his offensive and defensive coordinators run the show. And I think Deion Sanders would be a hell of a recruiter. I think Deion Sanders would retain Mickey Joseph in the assistant head coach role and be wide receivers coach. And that between Mickey Mickey Joseph and Deion Sanders – Nebraska could probably pull in a top 10 recruiting class just based on, and then plus some of the transfers that would probably come from Jackson state over to Nebraska. I I think Deion Sanders would be a good fit if it's, if there's any truth to it. Now, Zach Smith has insider information. Who knows? There's also a lot of book about Matt rule. Matt rules a very good college coach. He wasn't good in the pros. That's no knock on him. There's a lot of, College coaches that don't succeed in the pros that that were that are great college coaches. Urban Meyer being one of the top guys. Steve Spurrier is another name. There's there's been Pete Pete Carroll before he got Nick to Saban. Seattle was fired. What? Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick exactly. Saban. So, you know, you can't really hold that against him. Matt Rule resurrected Temple, and he took over Baylor when Baylor was mired in the scandal left by Art Bryles. Um, and Matt Rule, his first season, went 1-11. and Then he won seven games the second year. Then went 11-1 and his third season there before he left for the Panthers. So um, I think Matt Rule could also kind of oversee a rebuild, uh, you know, maybe like come into Nebraska. Maybe next year they, again, win like four to six games. Year two, maybe they make that jump to like seven to eight wins. Then by year three, maybe they're competing for the Big Ten, you know, winning the West and playing for the Big Ten title. I don't know. But I do know that Nebraska right now, programs that need to be resurrected because right now, to me, looking at this team, it looks like, depending on who the coach is, they're looking at at least a two-year rebuild, at least two years before – they get back to getting to nine or ten wins. I feel like whoever the coach is next year is going to come in with this roster. Maybe they get five wins out of it. Maybe they can eke out a sixth win and get to bowl eligibility. Uh, but I think you're looking at an easy two- to three-year rebuild first 
But Nebraska has the money. They have the new facilities. They're expanding the stadium. They have everything you need. The only thing that they are missing is a really good recruiting base, which they don't have. But I Yeah, think, and I think that comes down to the coaches yeah. too. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, I don't think Scott Frost has really recruited very well. Uh yeah. Plus it seemed like he just didn't care after a while and then um honestly I heard Deion Sanders to Auburn. That's who I heard he for Auburn and then Matt okay. Rule for Nebraska. Okay. So yeah, I what guess, would you I think we'll of if either one is true? What would you think of a Matt Rule to Nebraska? What would you think about that as a person that's not that's not connected to the program, someone who doesn't really care about Nebraska football but watches Ten football? Uh, I mean, I think it would be a great hire because, like you said, he has resurrected two programs and brought them up to relevancy. And like, you think he could do it again? With that, I mean, he's already got a starting quarterback with Casey Thompson, who's actually pretty decent. I mean, he's not he's not yeah. the best, but you've got a decent quarterback there. Uh, I mean, you've got a start of something. Like you said, I, this team probably should win five or six games. They should have won five or six games this year. So maybe they improve on that, but I guess we'll just have to see and find out. Yeah. There's two, there, here's the two weaknesses that Nebraska has had, and it's plagued them since Bo Pelini left. Offensive line and defensive line. Now, Pelini, where Pelini's problem became was Pelini was not a, Pelini was not a great recruiter. Pelini's teams got bullied by the elite teams in the Big Ten, like Ohio State and like Wisconsin. He was able to beat the Minnesotas, the Iowas, the Illinois, the Purdue's. He was losing to the Penn States and the Ohio States. And, uh, you know, he, he even had a winning record against Michigan, but he wasn't able to beat Ohio. And granted, though, a lot of those years were against, like, Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez and shit. But he wasn't able to beat Ohio State. He wasn't able to beat Wisconsin. And, with, yeah. and I mean, not many teams were able to beat them, them, them seasons either. Right. But but the problem was both Pelini's teams were just too small and then too slow against the Ohio State. But our offensive line is terrible this season, and our defensive line can't get any pressure. You find me a coach that can fix both those things, and I will show you what at least get to six or seven wins. But well, I mean, I, I, said, I think Matt Rule, with Matt Rule, I mean, he took yeah. uh, the Temple defense, so, like, the, one of the top two and the top five in the country. Uh, Baylor was getting a lot of pressure his last year on the quarterback. So, yeah. I, I think that would be a great hire for them, um, especially if they can stop the run in the Big Ten. If you look at a lot of these a lot of these teams, Big Ten teams, they like to run. Load the, load the yeah. offensive line and, and run the ball. You don't always get that, that Ohio State, State team that spreads the ball, you know. Wisconsin, running the ball. Michigan, run the ball. Illinois, run the ball. Purdue, and they got Matt, Purdue's gone to the spread, but it, it works to varying Iowa. degrees, right? Yep. Iowa, is de- Iowa's defense, defense and run game, and and, and yep. don't make my quarterback fuck up too much. Penn but, State, I mean, run, Wisconsin, running game. Yeah, run game. 
So it'll be interesting, man. We'll see. Uh, there was supposed to possibly be an announcement made today about the next coach and supposedly naming Matt Rule. Here's last bit of nugget, the last bit of – and everybody points to certain things and, and tries to run with it as a narrative. But I find it interesting in this note, uh, final note before we end the show. Matt Rule – doesn't follow on Twitter any Nebraska accounts, okay? Doesn't follow any Nebraska accounts, which could be nothing, could be something. Sanders follows three. Okay. So, hmm. could be nothing. Like there's I said. Smoke, there's fire. Big, yeah. I mean, could be a big, fat nothing burger. I don't know. Could be a big, fat nothing burger, but but there, we'll see. Either one, I'll tell you this much, either one, Sanders or Matt Rule, I am happy with. I will be happy with um, either one of those coaches. Lance, the other name that has been thrown out there a lot, but I don't, I don't know if he's, if he's the guy, is Lance Leopold. Um, seeing what he's done at Kansas this year, especially since, you know, they lost their starting quarterback. And he's rebuilt. He rebuilt Buffalo. He took over a terrible Buffalo team and turned them in and made four bowl games in six years at Buffalo. And now he has Kansas Bowl eligible in his second year after going 2-10 and ten in his first year. So, you know, Lance Leopold might be an option. The only problem that I have with him is that he's, you know, about to be 60 years old. How much does he have left in the tank? So, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see, though. But it's all all I know is it doesn't matter who the coach is going to be because when they face Ohio State, they're going to get beat. There we go. Let's just wait Wait till we get yeah. an elite head coach. Let's just see what happens. Wait till we get a head coach because Michigan had to wait to get Jim Harbaugh and let him figure it out. Um, Penn State and James Franklin have had luck beating the Buckeyes. Uh, Mark D'Antonio. Uh, was able to do it uh, a couple times, uh, beat Ohio State. So let's let's see if Nebraska gets a head coach. Nebraska hasn't had an elite head coach. Bo Pelini was a good coach. Bo Pelini was not an elite head coach. And certainly Mike Riley and Scott Frost were not elite head coaches. So let's see what happens here. One can dream that eventually we can go toe-to-toe with Ohio State. But first we got to beat Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois, and Wisconsin in our own backyard first. But it's been a yep. good show here on a Monday. Thank you, Josh, for coming in and saving things. Uh, I guess I'll call Joe and let him know what happened and see if he's still interested. If he's not, so be it. Hopefully Sam gets back on track with us. I know he's had a lot going on uh, recently, so hopefully in the next week or two. he's uh, Hopefully maybe even for Friday he's back on. So, But uh, take us out, Josh. This bud's for me since no one else showed up, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back at it on Friday. Thanks, guys. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome First Okay, round two Name something that's not boring 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.